The Pilgrim Life is brought to you by the StarQuest Podcast Network and is made possible by our many generous supporters. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash donate. To Pilgrim Life Podcast, where we find the sacred in everyday life. My name is Deborah, and I'm joined with my co-hostess, Sandy, co-hostess with the mostest. Say hi, Sandy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pilgrim Life. And we are uh, starting a new season and a new name. We actually started as I Pilgrim Podcast about in 2010. Sandy and I started together and we focused mostly on the Camino de Santiago and preparing yourself for this pilgrimage. But we have found that we like to branch out. So we have renamed our podcast to Pilgrim Life because we have so much more to tell you other than the Camino de Santiago, which we'll talk about today, too, because I'm about to go on the Camino as we record this, right? Right. Um, but we're going to tell you a little bit more about who we are as uh, as people. Um, again, my name is Deborah, And, and I'm Sandy. Uh, and that's Sandy. And uh, I am going to tell you that when we recorded iPilgrim Podcast, and, and it's still up on iTunes if you want to listen to back episodes, uh, I was living in Florida at the time and working for a very large rodent and also teaching. And then I moved back to my home state of Nebraska, which is where I live now. And I work for the University of Nebraska. And I am going to be going on the Camino de Santiago as I'm, we're recording this. I'm going in four days. But uh, I'm taking a class full of students with me. So I'll explain more about that Um I do work for um, a social science department within the university, and I spend a lot of my time thinking about uh, the Camino. And so Sandy can introduce herself because I feel like I'm talking too much. So go ahead, Sandy. Hi, everyone. My name is Sandy, and I work um, at a chemical dependency center, a drug rehab center. I have been involved in pilgrimages uh, longer than I can remember. I undertook my first pilgrimage as an adult at the age of 38, uh, going to the Camino de Santiago back when the internet, you know, they looked like pinball machines and they were cyber cafes and cell phones were not really available. So it was a little bit more difficult back then. But my pilgrimage history goes as far back as being a small child when every year my parents and grandparents used to take us to a very small town uh, where they had the Feast of uh, St. Francis Xavier. Um, I, we've, been, they, we've been going every single year, and at 55, I can tell you that I have been to that town probably every single year of my life. We'll have to talk about that at some point because the the rituals and the spot itself is fascinating. I know we've uh, we've talked about it in the past mm-hmm. on I Pilgrim, mm-hmm. but we'll have to um, talk about it in the future with Pilgrim Life because it's a fascinating uh, pilgrimage. Because uh, should we talk about how we met? Because it's a cute pilgrimage related story. Absolutely. We have a mute cute. 
It's absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll let you start since you're the one that um, you tell it so well. Well, um, when I first started listening to SQPN, I was listening to the show, uh, The Daily Breakfast with Father Roderick. And Father Roderick started talking about this American pilgrim that was, you know, on the Camino. Uh, at the time, I was actually living in Spain. I was living in Logroño. And the Camino went right in front of my apartment. And it was like, oh, my God, it's like I have to go out and I have to meet this woman. I have to find her. And uh, lo and behold, I did. <laughs> well, the funny thing was, is that I had walked the entire Camino and gone home. And I think you listened to the, sh the show mm -hmm. where I called from Spain. Mm -hmm. But it was I was already home in my jammies in in Florida by the time. Mm -hmm. You ran out to the Camino to try to find me. I don't, I'd already finished the Camino. And that was in 2009. Mm -hmm. And that's when you decided to email me. And we, we talked about this because I always wanted to start a podcast, you know, thanks to SQPN. You know, I was kind of there when Father Roderick started Daily Breakfast. And back then it was Rosary Army and um, St. Cast and, and all sorts of great SQPN podcast and I, I wanted my own show and I didn't know what I was going to do a show on. And then um, Jimmy, we, that's our nickname. If you, mm -hmm. if you've listened to I Pilgrim before you, you know that our, our BFF is St. James, uh, the, the person who is in, you know, the, the, the guy, this superstar in charge of the, the Camino de Santiago. It's named after him. There we go. And so he, Jimmy, and uh, you know, has, has become uh basically our our uh, upper management for this pilgrimage experience <laughs> he's you know we we report to him and he reports to the big man so this is how we we roll with the the camino de santiago and then all pilgrimages and we'll we'll talk about that in future episodes like different saints and different pilgrimages and it's all very exciting to all of us mm -hmm. And it's also kind of interesting to note that some of the other pilgrimages that we have undertaken, uh, pardon my French, uh, the Chemin de Santoir up in Canada, it also started with a dream. And I actually called Deb and I'm like, who's brother Andre? And that's how we ended up. So it's kind of interesting that we kind of get guided to different uh, pilgrimage routes in one way or another. It, it's either a story or we do research or, you know, piques our interest. But perhaps the most, the biggest gift that we have gotten from uh, going on pilgrimages is how we're able to live the pilgrimage experience in our daily life. That's true. It's, it's funny when you said watch our, you know, watch my French. I'm like, oh, no, Sandy, this is a Catholic podcast. And she means literally <laughs> Um, you know, pardon my French, because her French is hysterical. <laughs> well, yeah, it's uh, it's um, they told me that I'm saying something, but it's definitely not French. It's probably yes, because you, you speak Spanish fluently. You know, mm -hmm. English is your second language, if you couldn't mm -hmm. tell by the accent. But, uh, you know, when uh, she's working on it, she's actually learning French now, right? Yes, I am. I got Rosetta Stone for our next pilgrimage because we've been talking about undertaking a, a rather um, large endeavor by going up to chart in France. Yes. Sure, and that sure. will be that will be that will be in the future. But it's it's something oh that uh, we're working towards. 
Right. Because there's, you know, I guess this is a good time to talk about what the Camino de Santiago is. If you're new to this podcast, if you're new to the idea of pilgrim life or you'd never heard of the Camino de Santiago. So St. James, Jimmy, it, you know, the he's one of the uh, sons of thunder, one of the fishers of men that Jesus called to drop their nets and come follow him. And he did. And at the Pentecost... You know, uh, apparently uh, St. James was uh, given the ability to speak, you know, whatever they spoke in um, the Iberian Peninsula. And that's where he ended up was in Spain, modern day Spain. And that's actually after he came back to Rome before he was the first uh, apostle to die. He told his disciples that he would want to be buried in Spain, in modern day Spain. That's where his heart was. So he has a fascinating pilgrimage story. And, and um, if you know anything about St. James, it's uh, he built one of the first Marian shrines. Did you know this? Yeah, I did. It's pretty cool because the first Marian shrine is in Zaragoza, Spain. You know, the you know, the uh, I only know pieces of this, but it's basically Mary bilocated while she was still alive. And uh, James was trying to to uh, prof, uh, to get people to, you know, turn to Jesus Christ. And and he and Mary appeared to him in Spain and says, uh, here's a little doll of me and build me a shrine. And that's what happened. So Zaragoza is still in Spain and still a Marian shrine. And it's an unbelievable basilica. I have been there and the devotion to Our Lady, it's beyond belief. One of the stories, one of the anecdotes um, about our Nuestra Señora del Pilar uh, in, in Jimmy, our buddy Jimmy, is that he apparently, Jimmy was a little bit despondent over the fact that he was not really getting uh, much success in his work. And she said, it will be after your passing that you will be, you know, continuing to, you know, convert people, you know, and bring him into Jesus. And my Lord, since that time, it's been (laughs) millions and millions and millions of people and not just Catholics, not just Christians. Uh, My experience on the Camino, people that came in either being complete atheists or agnostics or Buddhists and I've met him from, you know, all over the place. Something happens, you get transformed and you develop this incredible relationship with God, with life, with his creation, with humanity in general, really. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that's that's part of, um, you know, I'm, I'm leading this trip for the University of Nebraska and we're studying pilgrimage in general and, and, um, you know, using the Camino because the Camino ha- in recent years has, you know, because of movies and, and books has, you know, the numbers walking to Santiago is somewhere right now around 30,000 people a month during the months of like March through October. And in July, in, you know, it's about 50,000 on the Camino. So we're talking about, you know, hundreds of thousands of people walking to Santiago every year. So he's still, Jimmy's still the fisher of men and mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. of all, of all walks. But the the thing that ha- has happened to the Camino, and it's also something we study in, in um, 
sociology, which is it's become a secular pilgrimage, too. So half of the people that are walking now are not necessarily um, going for religious reasons. It's it's very interesting. It, I mean, it really is. But, you know, in, in one way, the Camino will always change you. You know, there will be one person, you know, one albergue, um, one event, one experience that stays with you for the rest of your life. Right. Well, it, it's someday I think we're going to do a, a larger expanded show about some of the aspects of, of pilgrimage in general. And uh, I just wanted to uh, keep it simple for this for this first episode, because uh, there's so much I could talk about with mm-hmm. with the, the different pieces that go into pilgrimage. And um, I wanted to, you know, I think Sandy and I want to do like a brief resume about our pilgrimages that we have done. So this will be my third time on the Camino de Santiago. Um, I've done the whole one from St. Jean Pied de Port, which is usually traditionally the starting place for the Camino Frances. And it starts in France, obviously, and over the Pyrenees into Spain and across uh, northern Spain. And it takes what about what did you say? 40 days to walk it, maybe a little less, depends on your pace. Well, I walk in a relaxed manner, so I get there when I get there. Yeah, and some people get there when they get there. And some people, Americans are terrible about this. I mean, I hate to stereotype Americans, but Americans are like, it's, you know, it's kind of like a a quest to do it quickly or a quest to do it um, a little faster than everybody else. It's almost like a race and then they get there and they're like, why am I racing? But, you know, and some people like speed up their pace and some people slow it down, but it's just an unusual um, condition, I guess. There's a lot of, a lot of guidebooks with stages, you know, there are traditional stages. Like you walk to this town on this day or you, you know, uh, but there are people who just walk until they get tired and find the first place to stumble into, and that's where they stay. And that's and it a, could be that's a it could be thing. five five kilometers, or it could be fifteen, or it could be fifty. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be fifty. That'd be a lot That'd for be me. Terrible. No, <laughs> no. I just I, you know, I, know, I just stop thought, whenever I stop. Father Roderick did a forty k one day, and I was like, "Don't do it." And, and then he's like, that was really silly. I shouldn't have done that. I'm like, I, I was shouting, like, don't do it. That's a lot. <laughs> 40K will will uh, give you blisters and ruin you. Well, not, some to, people. not to mention the fact that, you know, a 40K day uh, leaves you just like mushed for the next two or three days. Right. Yeah, I don't recommend that at all. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's it, but people do their own pace and they learn from their experiences what they can handle and what they can't handle. And some people can do 40K without breaking a sweat. I know I uh, just a little side story. Like the last time I wa- walked the Camino de Santiago in 2011 and I stopped, I started in Pamplona that time and it was in October. And I met up with um, a young man from... Australia and a young man from um, Ireland and the guy from Australia one morning I was walking you know I'd started early and he he slept in and he woke up and he ran like the entire way he ran like 15k to the next albergue and crawled into a bunk and took a nap and I'm like wow no (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I saw him later in the afternoon after he was well rested 
So people do that. That's 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 what he wanted to do. So that's mm-hmm. what he did. Yeah. And, you know, we've been very lucky because, you know, we have uh, been on pilgrimages, you know, together, you know, before. Some of them, you know, overseas, I mean, you know, like outside of the country and others inside of the country. Not too long ago, they got to, you know, visit me here in Arizona and we took a drive down to Tucson and then just further down towards the border. And we went to um, San Xavier del Bac. Uh, which they they call the church um, the White Dove of the Desert. Uh, this dove, I mean, this um, this uh, church was actually built by the Jesuits when they were first coming in, you know, from like southern Mexico and moving up. And the retablos, you know, the the, the wooden carvings of the altar and on the church are absolutely extraordinary. It's probably one of the most beautiful places that I've ever seen. And then we've been to, again, pardon my French, uh, the Chemin de Santoire. We started up in uh, Montreal and we passed, walked past Quebec and ended up in St. Anne de Beaupre, which again was an incredible, incredible pilgrimage. Um, and, you know, on the secular side of pilgrim life, I have taken Dev uh, on a short pilgrimage to my hometown of. Tijuana, Mexico, to my favorite taco stand. Those were the best tacos, street Mm -hmm. tacos. Mm. And I mean, for me, and for me, that's a pilgrimage. You know, it's just like peasant food. You know, um, I I know the people that you know prepare them, and I go there, and it's just like it's such joy. You know, and and it is. You know, it's a it's secular, yes, but the joy that you get from that, and that you just sit there and eat and you're going thank you god for this incredible meal that's finding you know god in his creation and sacred in the little things in life yeah i am um, and i just recently went on a pilgrimage which we'll talk about in another episode to chamayo new mexico for their easter pilgrimage and it's amazing but we'll we'll get to that later Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I've also made my own. Um, another pilgrimage I did last year was uh, Pilsen, Kansas, uh, the pilgrimage to uh, Father for Father Capon. And I'll, that'll be another episode. I've also made my own pilgrimage in my small town in Nebraska because I'm from a small area and then we have a Marian shrine there. And I did um, on the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima. I For two years, I, you know, had... 30 people walking with me for 16 miles across the fields in Nebraska and to this Marian shrine. And it, it was, it was great both times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then on my end, um, I have been to the chapel of uh, the miraculous metal up in Paris. I have been to Lourdes a number of times, which again will be another episode. I have also been to the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico City. Uh, I've been to Aspetia over Loyola at the home the home of San Ignatius or Saint Diggy, another one of my homies. And uh, also to Xavier, uh, the birthplace of Saint Francis Xavier. So we've 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 been uh, we've been on a few. Um, yeah. and you know and, and like I said, you know, it's whenever we happen to travel or we go into a small town and even within our own cities 
you know, we go out and we go to a church that we've never been or a park, you know, that has like a, you a know, labyrinth. a labyrinth, you know, mm -hmm. that, that we've never, that we've never been. And we bring in the experience of simplicity and the, you know, and, and just the gift of, of presence of just being there, you know, just, just being in that present moment. And that is all part of living the, the pilgrim life. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's it's uh, part of uh, what they call luminality, which, uh, you know, a very mm -hmm. sociological term, which mm -hmm. is that whole process of taking um, your identity and kind of chucking it and, and just being in the moment and and uh, being who God wants you to be or being, you know, finding who God wants you to be. And it's a great process to go through. It's phenomenal. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't wait to share some of the different, you know, pilgrimage that we've undertaken, the things that we have seen, you know, the prayers that, you know, have been like passed on to us, you know, by other, you know, by other people, prayers that we did not know, stories of the saints, little prayers that, you know, we have created in just a moment of, wow, yeah, you know. Um, so it's it's pretty exciting that we know that we're doing this and that we get to share it with our many listeners and friends out there. I was um, I'm so excited. Like I said, I'm in you know we're recording this and I'm actually getting ready to go on my third Camino in a, just a couple days, and I'm actually doing about three pilgrimages within one. This is so fun. Can I tell you? Can I tell you about my trip? I'm so excited. Absolutely. Okay, because this is how. We, I roll. Uh, so I'm taking 15 students plus one other instructor from the University of Nebraska, and we are doing about 300 kilometers of the Camino. We're starting in Lyon, um, which is about a third of the way um, from Santiago, and we're we're doing about two and a half weeks of walking. I didn't want to do the whole thing with 15 people because it seems like that would be a lot to look out for in a month, you know, to get 15 people across Spain without anything happening. So we're trying it this way first. And um, I'm going to we're going to start in Madrid. We're meeting in Madrid. And you know what feast day is on May 15th? I, anybody? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? It is the feast day of St. Isidore, which is one of the patrons oh, of Spain. Oh, that's right. Isidore the farmer from Seville. And um, he, they have a four-day blowout, like fiesta in Madrid. So it's like fireworks and hundreds of little, like... Uh, you know, celebrations spread out throughout the city, including free music and dancing and parades. And um, there's even a shrine in uh, Madrid where you can go drink holy water. And, you know, I think they'll have the relics of St. Isidore out so you can go out and, and find those and touch them. And, and I'm so super excited. So that's one of the things I'm doing. And then another thing I'm doing is I'm going to Avila. I'm going to see big, oh. what I call Big T, um, you know, Teresa of Avila, one of the doctors of the church. And it is actually her jubilee year. They're doing all sorts of uh, walking pilgrimages to Avila for her. And mm -hmm. I don't have time to do them. They have stamps and they have, uh, you know, credentials and they have readings and they have stops along the way just for her. And it's 
It's super excited. I have been wanting to go see her convent for years. I know Sandy's been there herself. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. not. This will be brand new for me. So that's the that's even before I get to walk the Camino, and then I get to walk the Camino. That is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's like Deborah's tour of saints, of Spanish saints. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, you know, it's it's quite exciting that you're going to be, you know, up there uh, at this particular time. Uh, hopefully, you know, there will be a time, you know, where we can talk about the connection between uh, Teresa of Avila, the big T, and St. Diggy, Ignatius of Loyola, because at the time, both of them were extremely influential. And for those that are looking to deepen their spiritual life, I highly recommend that you look into the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius better done with a spiritual director, but there's a number of books where you can actually do them at home. Um, and there's also, you know, Interior Castle by Teresa Vavala. Probably, you know, it's it's a must read for every Catholic. I have a confession, and this is my terrible confession. So I have Interior Castle, and um, I have every Lent, I'm like, I'm going to read it. I'm totally going to read this whole book. And I get through about, oh, the sixth chapter before I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I'm still struggling with the interior castle because uh, Big T, she's she was the, I mean, you get, that woman was amazing. In the 15th century, this woman was like starting convents and her own order and writing books and manuscripts and, you know, setting the world of, on fire in her part of Spain. And, you know, and for a woman to do that, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, her, her, uh, view of the soul and the view of, of her relationship with Jesus. It's like everything that I've ever wanted to aspire to. And I'm like, wow, I don't know if that's ever going to happen for me, but it's really kind of interesting. So in, in the future, what we'd like to do is we'd like to do a couple shows coming up. One of them was going to be on Chamayo because Sandy and I have both been to Chamayo which is in New Mexico. So we're going to start with some American pilgrimages first and, and then we'll talk about Pilsen, Kansas. And uh, since that's a, an up and coming one, um, actually it'll probably be the weekend of June, the first weekend in June. So um, I'd like to start with that too. And we were going to talk also about probably by the time I get back from the Camino, I'll want to do another show on the Camino because that's just, yeah, that's who we are. Right. We mm-hmm. roll like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, California missions and we'll want to talk about Canada and there's so much, so many places we can talk about so many different types of pilgrimages. Yeah. And the other thing too, is that there's a book that uh, we will, you know, discuss, you know, with our listeners later on that it was just one of those flukes that, you know, it was just on a bookshelf and we picked up. And there are there's sacred places that you can go uh, all over the United States. And every single state has one or two or three little places that you can go out and visit. And you can just have like a day out in the country and turn it into a pilgrimage. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff we're going to visit in the future. And we hope that, you know, this first show we... It's, we're kind of getting back into our groove. It's been a long time since we've podcasted. I think our last show we did, Sandy, was like two years ago. Probably. And it was um, 
I don't even know if you're around for the interview I did with the guy in Hawaii who did the way of, um, of St. Damien of Molokai. And he, he, I interviewed him because he, he set out this whole eight day path, which you can't walk right now because there's a volcano exploding in the middle mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> True. Because, uh, yeah, the, it connected all eight churches that St. Damien of Molokai or St. Damien, he wasn't in Molokai at that that point he was in charge of these eight uh, churches um, on the big island and so they like span the length of the island and you start on the the north side and you walk south and it takes like eight days to do it but you have to go through volcano national park and right now um, Kilauea is exploding so I imagine you can't get to the last church on the list which was something by the sea like uh, some saint some saint by the sea they're a very technical term Um, but then he was shipped off to Molokai where he did the the work with the lepers and that's where he died so that's that if you want to check that out that's still on iPilgrim podcast I believe that there's a an episode about that and you can find that on iTunes right now we don't have a web page for that anymore Um, It was always my goal to rebuild it, and it just hasn't happened. But now we have a new one through SQPN, and hopefully this will be the first of many new shows. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right. So we're going to wish you a Buen Camino. And don't forget, find and feel the sacred in everyday life. 